everybody, and welcome back for another episode of the Sci-Fi Wise Guys. My name is Chris. And my name's Anthony. Hello, Anthony. Hi. What's going on, why, buddy? Why the long pause? <laughs> so a dog walks into a bar, and the bartender says, hey, why the long pause? Nothing? No, I think you actually have to have Nothing. a long pause in the middle of that <laughs> joke for it to work. Yeah. Yeah. That's debatable. That's debatable. It's not, actually. It didn't work. Oh. How are you, Chris? I'm doing all right, man. I had a pretty good day. I uh, was up at the old office. I had my work Christmas party on Saturday. I got steak. Nice. Okay. I ate a, at a, a restaurant. I'll tell you about it later. But they um they offer something called a German fries. Okay. When I asked what they were, they said, oh, we sliced the potato. Like not, you know, because you know how McDonald's makes French fries, right? They shoot a potato yeah. through a long tube. Sure. So they sliced up the potato. And then they mixed some some stuff in it. And then they just, uh, they like sauteed it in a pan. But when they okay. were telling me about it, she said, we fried them. And I was like, well, that, you know, this sounds like kind of like a, ro- kind of like a Rojo, you know? I was like, yeah, all right, maybe, yeah, 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 yeah. And we yeah. got them, not fried. <laughs> but then I looked at everyone else's plate who also got German fries and they also weren't fried. So I just think maybe they need to, you know, figure out what they're actually doing there. But what is it they're selling? Yeah. So yeah. How about you, man? How's your weekend? Pretty good. Pretty good. I didn't do anything. I did a little Christmas shopping, I should say. Oh, okay. Yes. Yes. Set up the old Christmas tree. And I say old Christmas tree. I set up the brand new Christmas tree. (laughs) (laughs) I had a tree. You could have had. No, no, no. It's all all good. It's a tiny. I don't know if you remember it from my old apartment. I have a tiny tree, but I needed, I have space. So we got a full size tree. Yeah. Well, my tree used to be a big tree. And then a mutual friend of ours, wife, um, actually, I'm sorry. No, she ruined a different tree. My old roommate oh. threw away the bottom of the tree. Uh, and okay. so, but he didn't throw away the top of it. So now I just have the top of a Christmas tree that like used a to fake be like, tree? A, yeah, that used to be like an eight footer. So now it's just, we have a tiny little hat stack. Weird. Weird. <laughs> Did you play any Halo today? Yes. Okay. 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 Yeah. Okay. Every day. Okay. Almost Fair every enough. day. Not quite. Well, it's getting an actual, if I remember right, the the campaign is dropping, what, on Wednesday? It's a weird day Yesterday campaign. I thought they were the 8th. Well, today's the 9th. Today is December 6th, you fool. You foolish boy. We're in in podcast land. Oh. Today is a a wonderful Thursday. Mm, I don't don't think it works like that. Uh, (laughs) Pretty sure. (laughs) Nope. Anyways, cool. I have been playing xCloud. That's not a game, but... um, the Xbox streaming service that you get with Game Game Pass Ultimate. Yeah, I've tried it out. So I've been uh, hanging out on the couch, playing some Fallout Three. Interesting. D- didn't realize how um, well that game translated to the not a mobile game, but like the mobile format because it saves it, it saves you know all the time you know auto saving right. or whatever, and it's it's not as massively convoluted or broken like as a game <laughs> okay. like Fallout. Or Skyrim, so it's much like it doesn't take as long to load as those games, and I can jump into the action quicker. So fun little thing, fun. It's pretty neat. That's pretty. But neat. we're not here to talk about Fallout, but we are here to talk about a post-apocalyptic nuclear wasteland. Huh. Yeah. What did we watch, Anthony? We watched the 2021 American horror western film Prisoners of the Ghost Land. Okay. Directed by Sian Sono, from a script by Aaron Hendry and Reza uh, Safai. It stars one Nicolas Cage, Sophia Butella, Butella, and Bill Mosley. 
Well, that's how, that that looks like Bout. So Boutella? Boutella? Maybe? I'm not sure. It's Algerian. I'm sure I'm butchering it. I'm sure you're wrong. I mean. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, who knows? I'm sure we're all uh, just, you uh, know, <laughs> completely inaccurate. But no no disrespect intended. Oh, yeah. Of course not. We just, we're yeah. ignorant. We don't know. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, Chris is ignorant. So uh, Definitely. He doesn't know. He doesn't know. So this is, let's say 2021. We're in December. So this came out in January of mm-hmm. 2021 at Sundance. And then September 17th, just a few months ago, well, I guess I say a few, I guess that's more, right? That's four, five months ago, three months uh, ago. Se- September, it's December. I can't count, yeah. <laughs> I think technically it would have been two months ago had we stuck with our original Original plan and holidays date. and everything hadn't, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it came out yeah. 17, September 17th. It says theaters and video on demand. I, I don't remember hearing anything about this, so I'm sure it was one of those limited release we're going to show that's in 10 theaters type situations. RLGE Entertainment or RLGE Films acquired the distribution rights at Sundance release it in theaters and video on demand. Yeah. RJ or RLJE. Let's see how many theaters they have. Oh, wow, wow, wow. It looks like they explicitly release B-movies. Oh, okay. how have we not heard of them before? Parent company, uh, AMC Networks. He, mm. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. February 8th, 2019, The Man Who Killed Hitler and Then Bigfoot. That's a great movie. <laughs> well, all right. This is a movie that I picked, I guess, yes, for lack of a better word. Yes, you did. It did not make it into the Nicosance as we were trying to do a few months ago. So, Anthony, why don't you haul off with your initial thoughts and opinions and maybe share with me a factoid or two? Yeah, let's get the facts out of the way. On IMDb, Prisoners of the Ghostland is sitting at 4.2 out of 10 stars with 7,500 ratings. Uh, it has a median score of 4. <laughs> 4 garnering 16.2% of the votes or the ratings. Mm-hmm. Uh, 1, 16.1%. And then 5, 3, 6, and 2. And then we get then we actually get higher. So the graph is very filled out in the bottom half. Over on Rotten Tomatoes, it's got 62% fresh with a 23% audience score. The critics consensus says, Printers of Ghostland is far from Sono's most distinctive work, but viewers in the mood for a deliriously gonzo genre mashup featuring an explosive performance from Nicolas Cage just might have a ball. Metacritic? Yeah. 53 Metascore? Which I was actually very surprised, based on 33 critical reviews and a user score of 4.1. So safe to say, mixed reception. Let's give the people a blurb before we jump into our opinions here. (laughs) I got a blurb on IMDb. A notorious criminal must break an evil curse in order to rescue an abducted girl who has mysteriously disappeared. Google hits us with, uh, in the treacherous frontier city of Samurai Town. A ruthless bank robber gets sprung from jail by a wealthy warlord whose adopted granddaughter has gone missing. <gasps> he offers the prisoner his freedom in the exchange for retrieving the runaway, strapped into a leather suit that was self-destruct in five days, comma, the bandit sets off on a journey to find the young woman, dash, dash, and his own path to redemption. There's two hyphens with literally nothing in between them. They do that a lot. <laughs> they do that quite a bit. So uh, hit me. All right. So this is episode... 98 of our podcast mainline episode 98 we've had some some bonus first impression episodes uh we've had some bonus 
Star Trek Lower Decks content. But as far as mainline episodes, this is number 98 that we're recording right now. And this is the worst film that I've seen. <laughs> I literally, I turned this movie off about oh, 25 wow. minutes in. Okay. Because I just, I just could not stand. I finished it a few days later. <laughs> I just couldn't stand it. I was like, this is horrendously bad. Okay. It's got over the top performance. It's got Nicolas Cage doing Nicolas Cage. I don't even know. I mean, I don't, I don't know what he's doing except for being himself and then everything. But he's not even the most over the top and ridiculous part of this movie. He's like the most, he's the most sane part of this film. And that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> like if you go that. watch a trailer for this film and you go, well, I wonder what this is about. And I'm like, yeah, I, me too. I have no so, clue. Are you saying that in a, in a, in a, in a uh, crazy movie full of crazy people, Nicolas Cage is the sanest? Yes. Nicholas Cage crazy. is the sanest <laughs> part of this film. I don't, okay. I feel like I wasn't entertained for an hour and 42 minutes. I guess, hmm, 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 oh, hmm. <laughs> <sighs> okay. I think I right. messaged you in our, in our Discord channel or maybe directly said this. I've never wanted to turn off a film more. And then no, about you four did. minutes later, <laughs> I turned the film off. I was like, I'm done. I got other things I got to get done today. I felt like, I, I literally felt like I was wasting all, like I've never really feel like I'm wasting my time when I'm watching these bad movies because I'm going to get to talk to you about it. And that's fun. I enjoy what we do. I enjoy the podcast quite a bit. That's why we're still doing it. 98 episodes in, right? Coming up on that 100 here in a few weeks. And this is the first time I was like, you know what? Maybe I don't finish this movie and see <laughs> how long I... it takes Chris to realize I didn't watch it. <laughs> maybe that was I a don't thought. want a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe I just take an extended break. I, I, I've yet to feel... Up until this film, I, this is the this is the first time I felt like I just didn't want to do it, and I felt like okay. I, I felt like it was a complete waste of my time, and not just a metaphorical. I want to say this is a waste of my time, but really it wasn't because I'm going to record a podcast about it and blah blah blah. I don't want to talk about this film. It's so bad. <laughs> it's 4.2 on IMDb is too high. This is I'm coming really? in, Chris. Um, You're hot. It's happened. It's happened, Chris. You're real hot right now. I'm a one-star reviewer right now. <laughs> okay. Like, like normally I could, I can't justify, I don't know, I'm going to get a 1.5 because it, I guess it's art. I don't know. <laughs> it, it's like, do you know what happened in this movie? Uh, yeah, I think so. You think, okay, good. I think so. <laughs> it, there's too much metaphor in this film. And there's too much character. What's his name? Uh, Yosu, Yosu, uh, Yasujiro. The character Yasujiro, played by Takasaka Sakaguchi. Excuse me. Takasaka Gucci. I cannot, I cannot say that name. Sakaguchi. There we go. Killing. Whose side is he on? Who is he killing? He's killing his own people. Attack him. There's a scene where he just kills people for, for no apparent reason. I think it's supposed to. I don't know what's happening. And then. He kills other people. I don't know. And then the governor's quote unquote, the governor and his granddaughter. I don't, it felt that felt creepy. There were creepy vibes there. Well, and I, I'm sure they were meant to be there. Mm, very creepy. Did not care for that. High creep factor. Red flag. Red flag. V red flag. Red flag. Red, flag. <laughs> Red banner. The, 
<laughs> I, don't, I don't have anything else to say as far okay. as my, my opinion was my opinion of this movie is that it was a complete waste of my time and I could not recommend not watching this movie enough. <laughs> what about you, Chris? I think there's some things of this movie which make a lot of sense after I watched it. Mm. For the record, for anyone who's if you're tuning in for the first time on the sci-fi wise guys. We watch and review science fiction and science fiction adjacent movies, television shows, short films, what have you. Visual entertainment media, we're going to do it. We do little to zero research before we watch a movie or a show. Literally nothing. With very few exceptions, we only watch things that neither of us have actually seen. We hardly watch trailers. And so for the most part, we go in most everything blind. The very first time I heard of this movie, I saw a movie poster. And it's it is the movie poster that is on IMDb, which is a really what, cool what, movie poster. Almost looks like it's stolen the Pirates of the Caribbean font. They are standing on top of what appears to be a samurai helmet with a mask, a bunch of skulls, swords, what appear to be soldiers, some clocks, things like that. And what what may or may not be Nicolas Cage or the guy who plays Nicolas Cage when he's wearing a football helmet. It might whoever that is, he's standing on top of this helmet, right? And there's a tagline or there's a quote on the poster that says the wildest movie I've ever made. So Nicolas Cage, if with anyone who is unfamiliar with his work, which I don't know why you're listening to a science fiction podcast and you don't know who Nicolas Cage is, unless it's like 2058. You know, and you found mm. this somewhere like like I said, I've been playing Fallout. So if you find the hollow tape with our podcast and you're listening to it, you're trying to figure out who Nicolas Cage is. He's done some wacky stuff. That all being said, I watched this movie and I was confused almost the entire time. I was confused. I really wasn't sure what was going on. I'm trying to figure out what the character's motivations are. What are they actually doing? Why are they doing so I finished it, okay? And then I, I looked up who the director was, Mr. Sion Sono. On Wikipedia, the very first paragraph says, uh, Sion Sono is a Japanese filmmaker, author, and poet. Best known on the festival circuit for the movie Love Exposure and has been called the most subversive filmmaker working in Japanese cinema today. He's also considered a stock Hanavist filmmaker, which I didn't even know that was a word. No, I've never heard it. With an idiosyncratic career. So as soon as I read that, I was like, okay, that explains a lot of it. And then, so I kept looking at his movies. And I think what this guy does is he invented a drug called Surreal, and he just injects it into his veins as he's (laughs) writing his films. Sure. Because once I read that, I figured out what was going on. It's just that everything about this movie is surreal. Like, You and I don't know much about film other than watching the things that we've watched and a little bit of research that we've done. But I don't know what it's like to actually film a movie. I've been on set for my my wife, then girlfriend's um, theater stuff. Like I've watched her build sets and she taught me how to frame things and how light changes perspective and colors and all that stuff. In this movie, I think there is somehow an overabundance of of surrealism and at the same time, somehow a lack of it in certain aspects. So Mm. let's just go ahead and break this movie down, I guess. Um, I know you don't want to talk much about it, but I'm going to ask you some, I'm going to ask you some questions. You feel free to ask me. I'm no expert, but I'll see what I can do. This movie, if you really break it down, is like three movies or, or it's, it's three different stories. They all somehow involve Nicolas Cage whatever right somehow so at the beginning of the story not the movie but the story the beginning of the story 
spoilers in 3, 2, 1, Nicolas Cage and his bank-robbing partner, Nick Cassavetes. Did you recognize him? No. Okay, he played, uh, he's been in a couple things, but he, I uh, did not recognize him at all, but he is, he was in Face Off. Oh, okay. He was, he was his part, his crime partner. Oh, interesting. The bald guy? Yeah, yeah. In both movies, both movies bald. I mean, maybe in other movies, I don't know. But um, they're bank robbers and they go into this bank. And so in this story or in this part of the, the film, it's clean. It's vibrant. You know what I mean? Like, yes, I was looking at a, I was looking at a picture, a still of it. And everyone's wearing like their weird Mario Party clothing. <laughs> they all look like Pikmin. Yeah, bright colors. Yes. Yeah. They all like, look well, like I mean, Pikmin. Well, even this picture I'm looking at, there's a guy who's dressed like Waluigi. Like he really does. Like he's wearing oh like goodness. the long sleeve purple shirt. And then he's wearing like the, the slightly heavier purple uh, jumpsuit. Uh, the only difference is he's wearing a white hat. There's this little kid who's standing in front of a gumball machine full of vibrant colors. You got people in raincoats, all this stuff, right? So in all the flashbacks... For the most part, everything appears to be clean. Mm. Nothing's broken. And then his partner, uh, Nick Castavetis, <laughs> aka Psycho, <laughs> great name, Psycho, right? Yeah. Well, Nicolas Cage's character's name is Hero. So yeah, yeah. He just starts uh, murdering people. He really does. He just starts shooting. Um, he ends up killing a kid. I don't know what it is with Nicolas Cage and kids dying in the movies that he's in, but whatever. And then we kind of flash forward a little bit to the place where we're at called Samurai Town. A little bit of a history lesson for anyone who doesn't know. Postmodern Western films were inspired by Japanese samurai films of the late 50s, early 60s, or the entire 60s and the early 70s, which were in fact inspired by Western films of the golden era, the golden age of uh, Hollywood. So now it's kind of like a cool little meta thing. Where now we're in a Western samurai town with people who are wearing cowboy outfits, traditional Japanese clothing, guns, and samurai weaponry. And then in the Ghostlands, which is somehow a post-apocalyptic world that you enter, I don't really know. Like, that's the part that really, I, that's the part that doesn't make sense for me is how they enter the Ghostlands. I guess it's got to be some kind of alternate dimension where time doesn't work. I think ghost, the Ghostlands is where all the radioact radioactive people are. And... The people stuck in the mannequins or whatever are just people out in the countryside that are outside of the governor's land territory. Sure. I, I, yeah, I think. Yeah. I could be yeah. wrong. <laughs> I don't entirely know where the ghost lands are. I do know that they overcome the ghost lands through the power of friendship. They do. <laughs> they all, they, I, do they hug? Is that, am I just imagining that they hugged? Yeah, I think you want them to have hugged. <laughs> I don't know if they do. But yeah, I don't know about the Ghostlands. Like, I, all I know is it's a place where you go and you can't leave, but somehow they manage to leave. So, you know, there's that. The thing that I really, uh, well, let me talk about your boy Tak Sakaguchi here. I think the reason yeah. why he is an indiscriminate killer is because I think not every single person that's there is a soldier of the governor. I think probably a lot of them are, but he is a, he is considered a warlord, right? Sure. So when it comes to henching, you know, employment prospects aren't always promising. So maybe there's some other warlords, and then there's this guy. But yeah, no, he he does he does do some indiscriminate killing. But as it turns out, his sister is also one of the governor's granddaughters, which I assume means part of his weird, creepy old man harem. 
Yeah, that's what I'll call it. Yeah. So, yeah. Creepy old man harem. That's the name of this episode. <laughs> Creepy old man harem. I'm writing it down. What I also find really strange about this movie is how different, I wouldn't say the quality of the sets are, but like the stark contrast in the scenes where things like certain things are involved. We've talked about before on our pod about how when people can milk every penny of a budget, when you get down to it with the things that you can do on a on an independent film's budget, what this guy was able to do in certain scenes I thought was amazing. Like all of it. Even the bank robbing scene, which looks so funny in context, just in the still images, because you actually see it. It's just this, it's definitely a set Obviously, it's, it's sure. just it's three walls, park benches. Everything is painted either white, gray, or a different shade of gray. And then you have all these different people wearing all these different colors, right? I like the imaging. The imagery is striking. I thought everything in the samurai town was done really well. I mean, I'm assuming that it is just some street somewhere. Maybe also, I don't know if it was filmed in Japan. It, it was filmed in Japan. Okay. And it is... I think it's meant to look like a set, if that makes sense. Oh, the bank? No, the the streets. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Just, I mean, the I mean, you're talking about the, the mashup of the imagery. Originally, this film was meant to be recorded in Mexico. Mm. I read some history. And now okay. that I read that history three, four days ago. So now we're going to give facts based on my memory of things I read <laughs> before the weekend. Okay. Okay. But uh, Mr. Sono had a heart attack. Oh. Um, that delayed filming for a year. And Nicolas Cage, I guess he was a big advocate or he, it says he moved the production, but I don't know. I guess he can do that because he's Nicolas Cage uh, to Japan because of, because it would be better for his health. He thought the setting would be better for the story as well. Mm. And actually a couple of actors dropped out at that point and were recast because of the mm. locations and whatnot. Uh, it's all on the Wikipedia Wikipedia entry that I've uh, already closed. So like your your whole bit about the mashup between Western and Samurai, that might not have been the original script. Who knows? And who knows how it evolved over that year? And then who, who knows how it evolved in the, you know, in the editing process? Yeah. But. I mean, it probably always was meant to be that mashup. I think it probably just accelerated the like since they were actually able to film in Japan, you know, they were mm. it was a little different. But but I mean, I don't know. Yeah, who knows? And all of the scenes filmed in the Ghostlands are amazing. The scene with the toilet paper people, the guys with, you know, the Christmas lights on their on their shoulders, those crazy looking semi trucks. That's actually a thing in Japan. I, I read about this a long time ago where they the truck drivers will do crazy customizations and do like bright neon lights and like mirrors all over their vehicles. It's pretty neat. I, I was just amazed at the things this guy was able to do because I don't have a budget. I don't know what this thing's budget is, but if it has Nicolas Cage in it, he's probably taking up the majority of it. So the, all the things that this guy was able to do with what he had is amazing. I was I, like the movie in and of itself. Eh, I probably agree with the Metacritic score. For both users and critics, mediocre to below mediocre from like an entertainment standpoint. Maybe if we were like film students, you know, we had to watch this movie for a class on surrealism. Mm. Maybe, maybe my opinion would be a little different, but that's maybe. not what we do. That's not what we do. We're amateur podcasters who watch a movie and then talk about it. Maybe if you were <laughs> looking for a movie in which Nicolas Cage dances and screams around while he's holding his blown off testicle. <laughs> <laughs> before passing out and having an extended flashback sequence. 
Like if you need to see that, sure. I I didn't think they would. Like when he was putting a suit on and like he, he's walking around him and like explaining to him what the suit does. I was like, there is no way they're going to blow off one of his balls. They did it. They did it. Like, and then he woke up and walked was, around like it was nothing for the rest of the film. I was in absolute shock. I really was. I was like, are you? What? And then, like, one of his arms somehow manages to detonate. Yeah. I I think he said, he like, the governor said he was supposed to blow his arm off. Well, obviously, they didn't have the budget for it. So he just doesn't use his arm for a good portion of, like, the end of the movie. (laughs) And then forges for himself a robot arm. And then just somehow a sword gets jammed in there. So now he's, like, a weird kind of... Like poor man's ash, you know, from the from the Evil Dead. Like, yeah, I don't. It, yeah, I, all the action scenes were great. They're pretty good. I thought the fighting scenes were pretty remarkable. I did not expect it. I'm de- like, I just, I didn't expect highly choreographed action scenes at the end of what this thing was. Like, I had no idea what was going to happen. So that was a weird change of pace. But then again, I mean, if it's if this is supposed to be like a surreal head trip, it would make sense that the tone and like the pacing of the movie would just change within seconds at the end. Sure, sure. I gave it that 1.5 because, you know, <laughs> it's it's artsy and it's probably for somebody. Let's talk about the actors real quick. Yeah, let's really quick just break down Nicolas Cage. No, no. I think we, we've already we, done we, that. We gave, we gave Mr. Cage his due. Sophia Butella or Botella, we don't know, has been in a couple of things. She was in Star Trek Beyond. She was Jyla. I don't remember if you remember yeah. that. I actually really like her as an action actress. She does a great job. I mean, Star Trek, I believe she was in Kingsman. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She's the sword leg lady, right? Yeah, which is... Or leg led lady. Blade leg lady. That's hard to say. Leg. She was also in... Well, she she's a dancer as well, which I didn't oh. realize. She's a dancer and actress. But she was also in Atomic Blonde. She was in Fahrenheit mm-hmm. 451, H- Hotel Artemis. Uh, we are talking about Nick Castavetis a little bit. He's got an okay filmography. Bill Mosley, a.k.a. The Governor. I, for a moment, thought this guy was also from Willy's Wonderland. I thought he was the... Oh, no. Yeah, he's not related Not the sheriff all. or whatever, but... It just, it just maybe it was the mustache and beard thing that he was rocking. This guy has 137 acting credits. They all appear to be not very good. <laughs> I mean, like, it, this is always something you can tell on an actor. If you just look at their IMDb page and just look at all the movies that are in post-production filming or pre-production. And if they're in more than, like, three, they're probably a, a working actor, a, a B-movie actor. And we have Tak Sakaguchi. We talked about him a little bit. He's apparently prolific. Um, he is a fight choreographer, I guess, for his day job. Oh. But he's got a bunch of stunt credits. He's got a bunch of crew credits where he's the action director. But it looks like a lot of Japanese cinema. He was in Godzilla. Oh. That's cool. Yeah. But yeah, they, like Azumi, Aragami, Samurai, Shinobi, Yo-Yo Cop Girl. I don't know. <laughs> I'm sorry, Yo-Yo Girl Cop, my mistake. Kamen Rider Kabutu, which I think is, that's Power Rangers in Japan. Like all the, mm. when they're in the suits and stuff, that's all That's all them. And then Young Days or Dias. I don't know. He yeah. played Ratman. He's been in a little bit of stuff. I was actually surprised at the amount of the Japanese actors haven't done much. Let's see. Yeah, the girl who played Nancy, I'm sorry, Susie, Yuzuka Nakaya, has four credits. 
Oh, so, all right. Yeah, but I mean, no one really of any sort of like, no one that really stands out. No one's really memorable other than them. But I think for the most part, the actors do a pretty good job of what they were given. I mean, yeah, I mean, based on what they were to, given. Yeah, I don't know how to act in a surreal movie. No, me neither. <laughs> you know what I mean? Me neither. All right, all right, Anthony, Chris, here's your motivation. You're like a weird samurai cowboy, and you don't speak English. You only speak Japanese, but there's no subtitles. And the only way that the audience is going to recognize what you're going to say is once you say it, everyone around you is going to repeat it in Japanese. And then we're, and then we're going to put a subtitle underneath that. Because <laughs> uh, one of the actresses, she was in the Ghostland. She wears white. And she was like the storyteller. Like every time something would happen, she would tell a story. You know, does, does this yeah. ring in a bell for you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know so she would say things in Japanese and there would be no subtitle. And then a bunch of people behind her would repeat it. And then they would put the subtitle there. I thought that was kind of strange. It is weird, yeah. But, I mean, that's just kind of par for the course on this guy. All in all, yeah. I mean, if, if yeah. you're a fan of Nicolas Cage, sure. If you like surreal whatever this movie was, sure. But if you're just looking for a cool samurai western, don't no. watch this. No. Yeah. 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 This is a very yeah. acquired taste type of movie. What was your favorite moment? I know that you didn't really enjoy it. But I know you. The fight scene between Tack and Nick was pretty good. Uh, actually, I did laugh when they they both low-blowed each other and then took a break. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty funny. So that, that whole bit, that was good. Uh, my second favorite part is when Sophia shot seven bullets out of a six-round <laughs> gun. That was cool. I liked how only like four of the bullets actually hit the governor. I think my favorite part of the movie was when they give him his car back and then he steals a bicycle and takes off on the bicycle. Like, yeah, I thought that was pretty good. Way to, way to spit in his eye. <laughs> I just like, oh yeah. Why though? But why did he, it doesn't, doesn't even matter. Oh, I mean, he, he's just doing it because he was just, he was just being disrespectful. Mm. Like he's like, oh, you're going to force me to do this. Oh, you want me to drive my car? Cool. I'm just going to steal this kid's bike instead. Fair enough. Like I said, all in all, not a good movie. Not great. This is in the running already. This is right now my choice for worst movie of the year when we do our year two recap. This oh, wow. is it right here. Playing your hand early, huh? Uh, this is. I'm just letting everyone know. This is <laughs> this is set a standard for bad. <laughs> all right. So, and, and I think in the all time rankings, like if we had a Mount Rushmore of shit, <laughs> Mount Shitmore. Yeah. We're going to change the name of our podcast again. <laughs> there it is. So uh, if, you, if you, have four, you have four movies, yeah, right? Because there's four faces on Mount Rushmore. What are your four as of right now? No, that we've watched for the podcast. Yes. Yeah. Obviously this movie. It's right up there. Okay. 100%. Kingdom of Gladiators okay. is up there. 100%. Mythica the Iron Crown is up mm. there. 100%. Not because it's as bad as the others, but because of how disappointed it made me and how upset I was from watching it. Like just my <laughs> emotional reaction to it. Okay. And then it's hard to say that fourth spot, you know, it could go Cyborg X. It could go V Wars. Mm. Mm. Okay. <laughs> Which is, okay. Uh, it, it, it could go in a, in a couple of different directions depending on how I wanted to, how I wanted to spin it. Because there's a lot of movies that aren't bad, but they're huge disappointments, right? Like Project Power was, on paper, supposed to be a really good and fun movie, and then it was boring and full of plot holes. 
Seven Guardians of the Tomb on paper was supposed to be a really bad movie, but then it was kind of campy and fun, and and they gave us a Kelsey Grammer bit for a long time, for a very long time. So it's hard to say. I think, yeah, I think V-Wars will take the fourth spot. Okay, even though it's not a movie. Oh, do we do a separate Mount Rushmore for TV shows? Sure. In this instance, yes. <laughs> All right, well, then Simulation. 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 Yeah, you've forgotten about it. That's how bad Have it I was. I've forgotten simulation already. Which yeah. One is simulation. Uh, yeah, he reads somebody makes comments on his Facebook or Instagram posts oh, from the future yeah. or something. And somehow the computer's like, Yeah, this was done at this date. And he's like, Ooh, they're from oh. the future, and not just somebody changing the date on their computer. <laughs> All right. It was a short. It was a That's short. Why. It was a That's short. Why I don't film. remember it. You're okay. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, simulation. <laughs> God, I don't know. I'm looking at the list of things. In, um, in infinite. Infinite. Which one was infinite? Episode 86 from September. Oh, that was the one with um, Mark Wahlberg. Oh, uh, yes. Yes. That wasn't yeah, horrible. Yeah. It was not great. I think I'm mostly in agreement with you. Oh, uh, you know I what? Think if you- Number five, Dune. I'm just going to put it up there. <laughs> movie was trash. <laughs> I think I would swap out of your four... I think I would probably swap out Mythica for sure. 3022. Mm. Gets its own, you know. It, not, like in retrospect, 3022 isn't the worst movie we've no, watched. It was, it's so weird, right? Because yeah. it was our first film. It was our first episode. And it was like, wow, this is so bad. It can't possibly. <laughs> I remember I, I made a commitment or I made a comment in that film that I was going to judge every other film to that movie. And then we very quickly found a half dozen movies that are... <laughs> So much worse. Yeah. Well, what's funny, I still think what made 3022 bad was that it just, it was incoherent. Mm, Like everything else about that movie, all the performances were good. And the sets, because, you know, it was a low budget film, we thought were really, really great. We thought the effects were really good. But when- The sun was missing. Yeah. Yeah. But when the plot has literally zero sense in it, anywhere, at any point. uh, (laughs) You know what we should do? Rewatch thirty. We should rewatch thirty twenty two. Now that we've gained some perspective, yeah. <laughs> now do you want to just I've, do that? You want to hit one hundred episodes and then just rewatch every single one of them? <laughs> I don't know about all of them, but I feel like since I've seen Enhanced mm. and I've seen Breach, let's let's come back around and watch thirty twenty two and see how it, <laughs> our opinions differ. Okay, maybe that'll be episode one hundred and one. Kick off the new year. I'd also probably swap out. Would you say? Um, what was the movie? Simulation. Yeah, Simulation for uh, either Angels Fallen mm. or that other one. Or that uh, other one. The thing yeah. with Angels <laughs> Fallen is it made me laugh. <laughs> this isn't, that doesn't stop it from being bad. Okay? No, but it, it made me laugh. <laughs> you, you, the, the other one the other one being what? Singularity? Yeah, yeah. Singularity. Yeah, it's, yeah I'd probably put Singularity above um, Simulation. I, I guess. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Go rewatch Simulation. It's pretty bad. No. Yeah, no, I, I refuse. <laughs> but what I won't refuse, dear listeners, is your suggestions, unless it has nothing to do with the podcast. But you can hit us up at sci-fiwiseguysgmail.com. Send us your suggestions. We've gotten quite a few listener suggestions of thing, things that we actually really liked. Yeah. Um, for the most part, everything that's been recommended to for us. For the most part, yeah. I think we enjoyed. If you want to go further than that and you can um, communicate with us regularly on your social media platform of choice, you can head on over to Instagram, Twitter, or even Facebook. At Sci-Fi Wise Guys and the Sci-Fi Wise Guys podcast group on Facebook, which I don't think ever gets updated because nobody uses Facebook anymore. And if you really 
really liked what you heard, please head on over to your podcasting platform of choice. Like, subscribe, five stars, five stars. Leave us a review. We'd appreciate it. The best advertising for any podcast is word of mouth. Because if you listen to podcasts and you have friends that listen to podcasts, your recommendation always goes further. And if you've already shared us with everyone you know, friends and enemies alike, and you need to just go that extra mile, you can support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash sci-fi wise guys. A dollar a month gets you all the episodes early and the occasional extra content. Final thoughts? Anything you want to give? Yeah, final thoughts. want to thank you all for listening and remind you to stay healthy, stay hydrated, and don't watch this movie. <laughs> don't rob a bank with a guy whose name is Psycho. <laughs> Just don't do it. Don't rob banks. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Yeah, it's fair. It's fair. Bye, guys. <laughs>